Welcome to another episode of Career Stories from the Field. Today, I had the pleasure of talking to Annie Filipova from Athens. Annie tells a fascinating story. Starting with a degree in banking and finance in Bulgaria, Annie worked her way up to be the COO at Citibank in Hong Kong. Just a few years ago, Annie took the leap and now has a portfolio career. She's a board member, founder, change advisor, investor, podcaster, and coach. Wow, what else does she have time for? Listen in and find out. big warm welcome to Annie Filipova who's joining me today on Career Stories from the Field, my first international guest. She is based in Athens in Greece. A very warm welcome, Annie. Hey, Penny. Thank you so much for inviting me and I'm so excited to chat with you today. Oh, me too. Me too. So you've got such an interesting career. Uh, so let's start off with what you're currently doing. I know it's a portfolio career, so give us an overview of what you're doing. Well, a portfolio career is uh, you have several sources of income and you have several other things you do, which gives you pleasure. So the first thing I do, I represent an American university, Northern Illinois University in Eastern Europe. And um, we are starting, we actually started uh, executive MBAs for um, one in Bulgaria. I'm starting soon in Greece. And uh, it is priced three times cheaper than what it is in the US. Um, it's just to bring American education, new trends to Eastern Europe. Uh, we are also starting with uh, certified courses on topics like leadership, AI, uh, transformation. The second thing is I'm an investor in a company, which is Swiss company, and we are making self-driven forklifts. Self-driven, not self-driven forklifts, but forklifts which can be driven from an office. You don't oh, need wow. to have a driver on them. Uh, they are remotely driven from an office, which is democratizes the whole process of driving a forklift and uh, becomes from blue to white color job, right? Absolutely. Um, I am also a career coach because, uh, I mean, I have 25 years of um, experience, been through many unconventional career changes and career choices. Um, and I, I love helping uh, professionals at medium to senior level uh, in, the, um, in banking and the finance sector to, to develop their careers and to achieve a, a success. I'm also a podcaster, just like you. Amazing. Uh, I have my podcast, which is called Changes Possible Your Career Transformation Guide. And I'm on all the plat I mean, Spotify Google, Apple, and on YouTube. And we're talking about career. So my guests are international guests from everywhere in the world. Um, they have, all of my guests had a successful career change. And we talk about tips, stories, and other uh, things that can help people make a career change. Uh, I'm uh, also speaker at different events. I'm a moderator, uh, also at different financial and non-financial events. I speak about future of work, careers, what is to have a portfolio career. I also am a member of the European Women on Board. Fantastic. Um, and especially involved in Greece and Bulgaria. So that's, that's basically it. Wow, you must be mega, mega busy. <laughs> Such a, a, an interesting selection. Well, the thing is that uh, 
Well, these were things that I uh, always wanted to do. When I left my corporate career, I wanted to be educator. I wanted to see what is to be in a startup. Uh, I wanted to get involved a little bit more in fields where I can support women so they can grow. So these things are the things I wanted to do. That's so amazing. yeah, the portfolio career is something that I always wanted to do. And that's that's what a portfolio career is is uh, is designed to do, isn't it? It allows you to dip your toe in and get stuck into lots of things that interest you. So it's a real sort of passion and purpose of approach to a career, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I can tell you how it all started. Please do. It was just uh, when I took my position as a chief operating officer for Treasury and Trade Solution in Asia. And I moved from Singapore to Hong Kong. And that was back in 2015. And after the first year, you know, you localize, so to say, in a new place. And then I realized that basically all of my contacts, all of my friends, they're all in the banking, finance, and potentially lawyers. So I was thinking, I am in that. And on top of that, many of them were from city. Citibank. Sure. So I was thinking, I'm in this little bubble where there is, you know, I don't know, 100, 200, Citibank it was 300,000 people that I gravitate in. And I have, I have some such a, I have no idea of what the outside world is because I think like every finance banking person and I have their problems, etc. So I said, no, I have to change this. And um, I joined a female organization, female entrepreneurs organization in Asia, which is actually the largest platform for women entrepreneurs in Asia. They have more than 30,000 members. Wow. And uh, I joined one of their events where, where these women entrepreneurs had to pitch to investors and to um, magazines and uh, marketing uh, professionals their company for three minutes. So they had three minutes to, to pitch. Wow, that's a lot. It was unbelievable. There were I saw about twenty five women who were talking about things that I have not even thought about and even imagined, you know, and they had something, they had a business out of it. It was it was unbelievable and it opened my horizon so much. So after that I said, Well that's it. I have to branch out. And I started branching out and here we are today. Amazing. amazing. <laughs> I branched out completely you out of the corporate have. world. <laughs> so for somebody, I mean, I'm really fascinated to um, to understand more about how you got to where you got to. And I know that you've uh, your you know, your roots were in Bulgaria and and, uh, and you've moved all over the world. But before we dig into that, tell me about the type of skills that you think you need to actually manage a portfolio career. So first of all, uh, you have to you have to be curious and have interest in in different things, you know, because the interest and curiosity drives what you do next. Because if you don't, if you're not interested in anything, how are you going to choose what you're going to do? You, and it's certainly going to be something just to um, because there is no other choice, or because you never thought about it, uh, because you, it's not your passion or anything like this. So, um, so the first is that curiosity and interest in, in various very diverse fields. Second is um, ability to, to communicate and build a really great network with different type of people 
from different industries and a different walk of life even within the profession within the professions from different level people that are starting mid career top senior executives blue collar white collar different type of people because you never know who will give you that idea and that spark that will open your horizon and you will say okay this is what i want to do this is what i was always wanted to to achieve the third one is adaptability because you have to adapt to a lot and you have to be able to change a lot that's why my podcast is change is possible because because people think oh wow it's so difficult it's so frightening but but if you think this you're just going to be static so these are the three key. I mean, there are many other things you have to do and, and know, but the thing is this, these are the basics if you want to, to have a career like, like mine. Absolutely. So curiosity, communication, building your network and adaptability, absolutely critical. It's, it's really interesting. Um, you know, I, I speak to a lot of my clients about the possibility of going self-employed and potential for that portfolio career. And as you might have experienced yourself um, and obviously have overcome, there is a big fear, isn't there, from moving from a traditional paid role to a collection of roles. How have you overcome that? Well, I think the most, the fundamental thing is that when you move from a stable job to unstable job, in the very beginning, you have to make sure that you have a financial cushion. You have to have build six months, 12 months, 24 months of the more, the better of funds that you can support yourself. So during this time, you don't think about the money or don't think that much about money because it is creative job, right? It's something that it's self-starting job. You think about it, you do it, you act on opportunities you look for opportunities so it's um it's good to have you good it's good to have this base so that actually for frees your mind to think only about what you're going to do who are your clients etc the best the best is if you can start a side interest or hobby while you're working so for instance, if, for instance, an example, if you want to uh, create a digital course, for instance, you are a, a mid-career executive or, or just mid-career cybersecurity person who um, understands a lot about cybersecurity, how to do exercises, etc. And I, this is a real case, a, a friend of mine who did it. You can potentially write, um, create a digital course, which will be like, let's say one hour and um it will take you a week, for instance, or even two weeks, and you uh, sell it, uh, put it on online, sell it, and see how it goes. And that can potentially be your first side interest, right? After that, you you can start coaching alongside your job. It's not that difficult to find one hour in a week or two hours in a week to coach students or other uh, professionals. Because when you do that, you already have built the base and you know whether this works or not right and you know what you have to tweak etc and once this starts bringing money and becomes from a hobby to real kind of other uh, income stream then you can start planning how you scale and then you plan how you you leave a job 
I think this is the uh, this is the best best way to do it. I'm not saying it's easy. Uh, you have to plan well in advance because creating financial cushion doesn't happen from today to tomorrow. But it's possible for every single person because you have to uh, have a financial discipline. You know what are your expenses, what are your income, and live um, under your means. You know, so um, if you earn ten, you should live for five, and and this is how you start building and you start saving, building investments. That's the only way. Everybody has done it if people with not a lot of money people with a lot of money it's only one and the same way you just have to want to do it and i think that's the key isn't it is that you have to be really driven you have to have something that you're really passionate about that you're really interested about or interested in to to progress and yeah i love that that you know pick yeah. up that hobby pick up something that you are really interested in curious to develop your own capabilities in and and move that into an income stream somehow so so important yeah. and yeah tighten your belt I, I i say the same to people try and get six months of security under your under your belt and then and then start to to branch out and as you say do it alongside your job so that option is available to anybody who who's really interested and passionate yeah. about something so that's that's brilliant advice so take us back then because i know you you started your career as you said to me behind the iron curtain tell me Give us a, a whistle-stop tour of of, uh, of your career to date and how you got to branch out into this uh, portfolio career. So I was born in Bulgaria, uh, and by the time I was born, at the time I was born, it was behind the Iron Curtain, and the Iron Curtain means it was the divide between the West and the East, and uh, we were kept under. We were not able to travel. We didn't know anything about the West. Uh, there was a lot of propaganda, etc. But in this environment, it was because we didn't know better. My childhood was great. I mean, I, I mean, I remember only good things. So don't think it was bad. No, it was not. I mean, now I know that I've missed a lot, but at the end of the day, I had a very happy childhood. Um, by the time I was in university, Bulgaria abolished socialism and became an open economy. And um, by the time I graduated, I graduated from finance and banking. There were a number of foreign companies in the country, and and it was it was developing in the right direction. Um, being in the behind the Iron Curtain, I always wanted to travel because I've never seen anything, any other country. It was not easy at all travel. It was very expensive. We we were just we didn't have money, so. Uh, I was all dreaming about the, the destinations like Hong Kong, Singapore, Tokyo and whatnot. I mean, things that I've heard, even in Europe, Sweden, Stockholm, you know, for me was very interesting. And I thought, okay, if I want to travel, I have to work in an international company. So after I graduated, I applied for all the international companies in Bulgaria and they all said no because they oh. didn't want people coming directly from university. Yeah, uh, that was my first crush. I was just like, <laughs> I was gutted. But yeah, but I had to work. So there was no other option. And um, I came across this ad, ad in a newspaper about a local uh, bank that was looking for people. And after three interviews, I started there. And I said to myself, I'm starting here. I, may, I should put 110%, learn whatever I can raise my hand for any opportunities, anything so I can learn more, right? Because this is you starting, you should learn. 
You should be like a sponge uh, absorbing everything. But I was always uh, keeping an eye on what is the... Um, what are the international banks that were coming in Bulgaria? So the first one was Greek Bank, and I joined them. Uh, it was a startup, and we were in the. I was in the team that created the bank. Then, after several years, um, another bank came, which was Central and Eastern Europe, European Austrian Bank. So I joined them also. Uh, again, part of the start starting team, and uh, the right place, the right time. It was, everything was booming and growing. So I was able to grow through the ranks. Um, I had my first international assignment. I went to Bucharest where I stayed uh, two years. And then in Bucharest, Citibank had hunted me. I went back to Bulgaria. We founded City Bulgaria. I stayed there five years. Then I went to London five years. Then I went to Singapore five years. Then I went to Hong Kong six years. Wow. And... After that, I decided to leave and live in Europe, uh, now based in Athens. Wow. That's the, the fast forward. I, uh, the fast kind of, the quick explanation, I did a lot of things, um, front office, back office, middle office, risk, audit, country job, regional job, anything that you can imagine. So I had a very diverse knowledge. And that was what helped me um, get the, the chief operating officer job in Hong Kong. And in Hong Kong, as a chief operating officer for the business, which is one of the lar largest business of Citibank, Treasury and Trade Solutions, since 2015 to 2021, it was um, the main was change, transformation, innovation, change of culture, of business model. So it was very, very interesting. It was the moment when the banks uh, have been... Um, really uh, pushed by the fintechs to, to change. So I I was in that wave. So I learned a lot that actually I build my portfolio career on. That's amazing. So you've had such a, a diverse array of jobs within banking. You've seen banking move from traditional to the more modern digital era of, of banking. Um, what yeah. skills I mean we've talked about your skills now for portfolio career but what skills do you think enabled you to be able to move around such an array of roles and then get to that top job in Hong Kong well first of all you have you have to have a drive and you the one thing that actually made my career so diverse is surprisingly the wish to travel because because in the beginning I was not very interested in um what is the where is the job in the the on the ladder? How how high I'm going and what is the jump? Is it is it lateral? Is it up? I was not thinking about this. I was thinking, okay, where I'm going to travel? Okay, so now I'm going to travel in Central Europe. The next job is I'm going to travel in Central and Eastern Europe, Middle East, Africa. Okay, that's great. What is the next? Okay, in Asia. I'll be traveling in Asia. So that was my goal. Um, apart from that, you have to, the skill, they're exactly the same skills, to be honest with you, because you have to be curious. You, you want to learn more. So you want to learn more about, about the banking profession. You want to learn more about the people. You want to learn more about how to manage people better. What is business management? So this continuous learning has to happen. And the continuous learning is something that will give you 
a great ammunition so you can continue because they are transferable skills and knowledge. For instance, if you are in risk, you can be risk in markets, you can be risk in um, trade, you can be risk in transaction services. And that's something that can help you go from one job to another. One of the abilities or, or the skills is to that helped me a lot is to manage and be curious and manage people from different parts of the world multi-ethnical um, environment how do you deal with people I mean, because you have to learn about where they're coming from what what drives them what do they want to achieve so that's something that that helps a lot and of course change management is also very important because you're not only moving jobs but you're moving countries so you should be really adaptable because from one country to another, there's huge differences in everything. So that should be something that you want to be in, right? If you don't like change, <laughs> so <laughs> don't take this career because Absolutely. it will be a nightmare, right? Because moving, imagine I've moved, um, I've lived in seven countries. So I moved at minimum 14 times and within wow. this country I moved so I moved something like 20-25 times that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot yeah so all these um, I mean they're practical things of everyday life and they're uh, the business side of um, building your skills um, broadening your horizon and um, professional experience in different fields uh, and as I said this is what gave me the upper hand or the edge to get the um, the final job the big job sure sure so I mean you've talked about you know moving 20 times living in seven countries moving across a variety of different jobs what do you think the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome in your career is how did you how did you overcome it so I think the biggest challenge <laughs> is not from from moving from place to place, the, the biggest challenge I had in my career is, was to, to speak up and to say what I think. Because in, in the socialist Bulgaria, speaking up was not very good. I mean, you should, you should not speak up because, you know, there is the, the party leaders and if you're not in the party and etc. if you say something wrong, there might be repercussions. So it was... Um, the less noise you make, the better. And then, so the, when I moved to an international organization, it was exactly the opposite. I had to speak up because otherwise I would not be noticed. So uh, that was one of the most difficult things I had in my career because you have to fight this fear that's in you. It's totally illogical. But the thing is, every time I was speaking up in the beginning, I was thinking, okay, now if I ask a stupid question, they'll fire me. Or if I ask a stupid question, they'll never send me abroad. If I ask a stupid question, they'll think that I am just really not good enough for anything. And that was, this was this negative thoughts I have, I had all the time in, in the beginning. And then slowly and slowly I started, but it was really a struggle. And every time in a meeting, I had to kind of say to myself, okay, now I'm going to ask the question. Now I'm going to, to really and no matter up. what everybody say, I have to. Yeah. So that's it. And, and I had to do it over and over and over until it's becoming easy. Yeah. Um, and I was really afraid 
yeah, normal, normal. And I was afraid of conflict situations. So I was, I was looking to please, you know, and it doesn't work this way. You can't please everyone. Uh, and sometimes you have an opinion which is totally opposite or, or different from the other people. And that, that's fine. That's actually okay. And if you're different, that's also fine because this is how people notice you. Absolutely. But it took me some time. It took me some time to do that. And it's so ingrained with me that um, when I get in a new, I am in a new environment, I have this feeling inside me. I, I have to beat it again. On the outside, people think, oh, she's very outspoken. And, you know, she's, they would not even imagine that inside. I still have this little um, grains of doubt yeah. that come and I have to fight it all the time. That's so interesting that that is the, that is the challenge. And it's so important, isn't it, to be able to voice your opinion or or disagree with something or, or just raise your hand, ask that question that maybe everybody's thinking about, but nobody wants to ask. And that does help you expand your knowledge, expand the opportunities available to you, make things better uh, and, and build trust exactly. in you as well. It's such a, I mean, we're not going to go into it, but it's just such a prevalent thing in organizations, isn't it, around that fear of speaking yeah. up and the fear of looking stupid exactly. that people just don't contribute. And just listening to you saying that's actually probably one of the biggest challenges you've overcome and that's helped you you know, move your career forward is 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 really enlightening, hopefully, to everyone that's that's listening, that there are no stupid questions in, in most scenarios, you know. Uh, people want to hear your ideas. People yeah. want to hear your thoughts. So, yeah, great, exactly. great experience there. Okay, so we've talked about getting into, you know, having a portfolio career. For those people that might be interested now in, maybe starting a career in finance or maybe moving into a career in finance what sort of advice do you have for them well the first is they have to be they have to aim to become very digitally savvy because they have to learn about all the new applications all the new things technology that are coming in because this will be very pervasive in our life in the future uh, in the near future that's that's the that's a minimum standard that's a ticket to the game you have to be able to, you have to be digitally savvy. If you're not, then don't go into that. And actually, not don't go in most of the fields because <laughs> we are going to be much more digital and connected. Well, the, the second thing is um, you, you have to learn about, I think, try several areas of the finance and banking world because there are many. You know, it can be transactional business, investment banking, markets, um, it can be compliance, um, cyber, there are many. So don't rush into one subject and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Unless you're very kind of very, I mean, you knew from five years old, this you're is focused, what I'm going yeah. to do. Uh, then go into that. But yeah. if you haven't, you haven't thought about it, you just go and see what is the best place that you, I mean, what is the place for you? Uh, many of the big organization they have internship programs i think this is the best one the best thing is to uh, try and get on an internship program uh, which is like one year before you graduate because then um, you you try different different departments and when you join you have like every six months you move 
from one department to another, from one to another. And you can do a rotation of 10 to 12 departments. Depends on the program in the financial institution. So that gives you a great idea. Not only you're learning, but also on top of that, you're thinking, okay, this is not for me, this is not for me, but that's for me. And then, then you have to orientate yourself at, so what are the levels? What, what do I want to achieve? Do I want to become... Um, do I want to focus only on this job? Do I want to have a broader knowledge? Do I want to have a country job? Do I have to want to have a regional job? And think about all these things, um, which will then help you get in a in an area which you really enjoy and you can grow. So you talked earlier about having a degree in uh, finance and banking. Do you think this is a, an absolute requirement for somebody wanting to move into the industry? Absolutely not. I have so many colleagues who have finished engineering, physics, architects, lawyers. So no, there is no limitation, no limitation whatsoever. It's about, and especially when you, even if you finish finance, the work that you do, I mean, you learn the theory, okay? And when you get into the your internship or the business world, it's a completely different matter, you know, the the day-to-day -day interactions. And you learn your job when you start your job. If, the, if there is somebody who has graduated from um, a different engineering or anything, or computer science, actually, the computer science, data... Um, these are people that will be really, really wanted. Cybersecurity, people that will be wanted in banks. Uh, but if you don't have a finance, uh, don't worry about it. You can you can go through um, a business management course. Uh, there are many in the in the top universities, which are two to three months, just to get an idea what is uh, what is business management basically, what is banking and finance, uh, and then with that, I think there is no issue whatsoever. What do you, I mean, this is a, this is a left field question, but what did you particularly enjoy about the finance industry, finance and banking industry? Well, I, I enjoyed the fact that I had opportunity to, to learn a lot about things that are, that everybody uses in their everyday life. For instance, if you are in transactional business, it's about opening an account using internet banking. Uh, making payments, receiving payments. These are all things that everybody does every day, right? And um, it's I, I like the fact that there are a great bunch of people who are uh, interesting and educated and smart and uh, the, there's flow of ideas. It's great to be in a, in a really international team. These are all things I like. Uh, my, I love my career. I love the things uh, I did mostly, you know, I don't like administrative stuff, but at the end of the day, we can't yes. only do things we like. <laughs> Even today I have administrative stuff to do, right? Maybe less, but still it's all my, in all my years in banking, I enjoyed it. It's not that I didn't hate it or anything. I didn't leave it because I didn't like it. No, because I wanted to do something different. My Corporate career and finance and banking gave me so much knowledge, so much experience in so many areas, not only of work, but life, that it's invaluable. It gives you a great, it gives you a horizon. It gives you um, quite a good path to follow. 
if you if you want to do that in a more structured way where you know uh, things i mean you know your place and there are different people doing different things in one big like a lego block in yeah. a big lego creation you are this block which does exactly whatever it is designed to do um, and that's the the benefit of corporate career so it, it has bureaucracy and it's difficult to move it's just to change it's like making a big ship turn you know yeah but everything has pluses and minuses right so you it, it's on what you want to it's you're choosing what you want to focus on on the pluses or the minuses in any job absolutely and i think what you've said there is is so fundamental to being able to start um, a business by yourself or, or or have a portfolio career i think the more experience you can have across the variety of different areas within an organization learning different skills getting insight into different departments um, will set will help set you up i think you know running your own business as 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 you know you need to wear so many hats you need to do marketing you need to do finance you need to do strategy etc 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 and i think sales sales so you know the more exposure you can yeah. have to different disciplines will will help you if if uh, if you do want to do what you're doing in, in terms of having a portfolio career so back to where you are today i know you have two children how do you manage that work life balance what do you do to to ensure you have the the time for both you and and your job? Well, it's very precise scheduling. Very very, um, you have to divide your days in time slots and follow them. There is no magic wand that or no magic thing you do. No, it's just a simple old fashioned to do list and uh, a calendar. So in there, all your tasks are there. And on top of that, it's very easy to set your tasks, right? It's very easy to say, okay, I'll have 30 minutes for gym. I will spend one hour with my kids. Then I'll work. Then I have to go here, there. I have to do this, that. But if you you have it, but you have to follow it, right? You have to have the discipline to follow each and every one of these tasks that you have to do. So that's it. It's very simple. Organize your time. Allocate time to activities you want to do and follow them, act on them. Be because only putting time in a, in a calendar is just nothing, you know, nothing. You just have to do it. And only when you do it, then then it, it counted. You can tick it. It works. Um, it, it's, it works. That's the only way I know it works. I haven't found any other way. And the other thing that helped me while I was working is uh, just speaking out, speaking up and saying, well, I, I can't do this time. I have to do another time because I have my kids doing this. And uh, initially, especially for people who are junior, they are really frightened because, oh my goodness, what is my boss going to say? But, but the thing is, there is, you can't lose from that because if it is a decent person, they'll say, okay, no problem. Just do whatever you have to do. Um, then, then you're fine. You know that that works, uh, but don't push it, okay? And if it is not a decent person, your boss, then the boss will say, oh, you, I mean, he'll be unhappy. And then you know that this is not your place. Absolutely. So it's a win-win situation because it shows you that you should be there. 
Yeah, not so the right that's how I you. managed, and I have exactly because it's uh, it's difficult, and I have made so many compromises with my time, with family, uh, my health. I have. Everybody does compromises. We can't just have it all all the time. No, it's not possible. No. Um, so you it's have to decide what is the most important at the moment and follow it. And uh, if you yeah, if you say that your family is the most important, well, check how much time you spend with the family and how much time you spend in the office, and then say after that you say what is the most important to you, right? Absolutely. Okay. So the very big question is, what's next for you? Oh, what what is next? Well, um, well, I've started this for the last year and a half, close to two. But um, let's say a year and a half because initially I was I had a, a little bit of a break. So I have to. I'm just starting. Yeah. I have to in every business, any startup, uh, unless you have a unicorn. But even then, you have two, three, four years until things start really working uh, and scaling. So I I am going to do more of what I have done so far. But in the future, I would like to focus on activities or have a startup on something that is related to reducing reducing climate change. Anything is it? I don't know. I don't know yet. I know that I want to do something about it, but I don't know yet what. So that's my next, you always have to have a, when you achieve something, you always have to have a next step. Absolutely. Looking, looking into something. And that curiosity. You might not know exactly what's the time, but yeah, but you have to know, is it next year, in two years or three years, right? Because if you say one day, it might never happen. So you have to sell, set yourself a deadline, put it in the calendar. Yes. And then when it comes to it, act on it. And that's where the curiosity comes in, doesn't it? Going, well, this is something that I'm really interested in. I want to do it. I don't know yet, but that curiosity and the communication, it will just bring you closer and closer to finding out, well, what that actually looks like. And then you can, then you can, uh, you know, just get stuck in and move it forward. Well, it's been so interesting talking to you. I've really thoroughly enjoyed hearing absolutely diverse and inspirational career journey to date and please keep in touch let me know how you get on and uh good luck with that uh, with finding that that opportunity to contribute to climate change reduction i think that's a that's a great goal to have so thank you so much for joining me thank you penny it was great talking to you and thanks to the listeners i hope they can find some some of the things i said use, useful for their own career and life i'm sure they will You can follow the show through my social media pages. I'm on LinkedIn as Penny Strutton. Or I have a Facebook group dedicated to the podcast and where I also share career-changing advice. You can find that by searching for The Career Revolution. Thanks for listening.